MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. From the Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia, the NASCAR Truck Network presents the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Tonight, the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Sponsored by Ray Bestus Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By Craftsman Tools, the tools that last forever. Just listen for details during tonight's broadcast. By Chevrolet Trucks, the most dependable, longest-lasting trucks on the road. By Wagner Brake and the ThermoQuiet LT, the only brake pads specially designed for light trucks. ThermoQuiet LT, built to stop a truck. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. A life's a sport, drink it up. By Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? By Quaker State, the quality your car deserves. By Federated Auto Parts Stores, professional advice, brand name parts. By Champion Truck Plug and Champion Truck Wire, designed for the same reasons you bought your truck, sport utility, or family van. By NASCAR Filters, licensed by NASCAR, made by Wix. Coming soon to auto parts stores everywhere. And by Track Auto, get all the parts you need at prices you can afford. The trucks have pulled off of pit lane. They're on the racetrack now under pace lap conditions. We're just laps away from getting under green in the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Starting 36th is Jerry Marquis in the Dana Dodge. 35th is Kelly Denton driving the Ortho Lawn and Garden Product Chevrolet. 34th, Tony Roper, the Concord Tool and Machine Ford. 33rd, Tony Raines, the Pennzoil Dodge. Starting 32nd, Joe Gata, the Lamb and Robinson Commercial Drywall Ford. 31st is Rick Crawford, the Circle Bar Motel and RV Ford. Scott Walter starts 30th, the Red Man Chevrolet. 29th, Rick Corelli, the Remax International Chevy. 28th, Boris Said, the Federated Auto Parts Ford. With Kirk Shelverdine, 27th in his Chevrolet. 26th, Butch Miller, the Orleans Hotel and Casino Chevy. The GM Goodrich Service Chevy of Jay Sauter starts 25th. 24th, Tammy Joe Kirk in the Roger Construction Chevy. 23rd, Billy Pouch of New Jersey, the Dick Greenfield Racing Dodge. 22nd starter, Jimmy Hensley, the Cummins Engine Dodge. 21st, Wayne Grubb in the Link Belt Construction Chevy. Brad T goes 20th, the MR Motorsport Chevrolet. Chuck Bell, 19th, the Exide Ford. 18th is Ernie Irvin, the Federated Auto Parts Ford. B.A. Wilson driving the ICSE Control Systems Ford goes 17th. 16th is Jeff Green, the Redman Chevrolet. 15th is Randy Renfro, the Itco Tire Company Ford. 14th is Mike Wallace, the Pure Later Pure One Filter Chevrolet. 13th is Toby Butler in the Ferris Concrete Chevy. 12th, Randy Tolsma in the IWX Dole Chevrolet and 11th, Brian Refner, the Carlin Burners Controls Ford. Top 10, Bob Keselowski in 10th, Rich Bickle 9th, Stacy Compton 8th, Ken Schrader 7th, Joe Rutman 6th, Barry Bodine 5th, Jack Sprague 4th, Kenny Irwin 3rd, Mike Bliss and Ron Hornaday on the front row. It's time to go racing. Green flag is out. Hornaday Bliss go at it for the lead. Hornaday gets the lead. They go side by side for second, headed to Joe Moore of Hampton, Virginia. Hornaday leads the way off turn two onto this back straightaway. Now Mike Bliss slides down just behind him to grab the second spot. The race now for third. Kenny Irwin is going to outrun Jack Sprague in turn three. Irwin will settle in line third. Sprague fourth. Fifth will be Joe Rutman. Behind him in sixth is Ken Schrader. All those trucks single file. Now double wide for seventh on back. Stacy Compton looks up to the outside of Barry Bodine. 
Coffin tries to make the move, looks to the outside, while up front, single file, front three trucks, show the way down the back stretch, make that five trucks now, as Joe Ruffin makes the move by Ken Trader. Barry Bodine having his problems, Stacy Compton getting the position there, Compton taking the outside lane off of turn four to grab the sixth spot. Now Rich Bickle's on the move, he tries to take a look down to the inside of Barry Bodine, he can't make it happen, but behind them, Brian Reffner's on the move in turn two. Reffner tries to make the move, looks for a chance down on the inside, now swing wide to move there. Either way works. He'll fall back in line. Refner looking for the 10th position down to the bottom of Bob Keselowski. He will complete that pass off of turn number four. Keselowski falls in line to protect the 11th spot from Randy Tolsma. Up front, Mike Bliss taking a look underneath Ron Hornaday for the lead. Bliss sneaks up on the rear deck of Hornaday coming off turn two. First looks to the outside of Hornaday. About halfway down the back straight away. Now falls into his tire tracks in turn three. Now Bliss takes a peek down to the inside in turn number four. Not enough room to make the move happen he'll get back in line. Those two are starting to scamper away from Kenny Irwin who's running all by himself. Then fourth place is Jack Sprague with Joe Rutman fifth. The battle for the lead is in turn two. Once again Mike Bliss falls in line behind Ron Hornaday and again swings it wide up off turn two. Falls back in behind here now the race through fourth. Joe Rutman on the move in turn three. Dives down to the inside and by Jack Sprague to put Rutman now up into the fourth spot and at the stripe. Here's Mike Bliss looking down low on Ron Hornaday for the race lead once again this time draws even with him in one. They'll go door to door around a turn two. Ron Hornaday would love to come down and slam that door, but he's not able to because Bliss is there, and Bliss is fast. Halfway down the back straightaway, the nose of his Ford takes the lead. Mike Bliss will lead at lap six of the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Ron Hornaday squeezes back in line while those two were battling for position. It allowed Kenny Irwin to close in. The battle for the lead is a three-way battle in turn two. Here now Mike Bliss shows the way up off turn two on the back straightaway. Behind him, Ron Hornaday, then Kenny Irwin. Nose to tail this time at the end of the back straightaway. Irwin sneaking in on the tailgate of Ron Hornaday. Then about five car lengths or truck lengths, however you might prefer to measure it, of empty racetrack. Back to Joe Rutman in fourth. Another four or five truck lengths. Back to Jack Sprague in fifth. Ken Schrader is sixth. And Stacy Compton is seventh. All those trucks single file. Eighth on back. Now all bunched tightly together off two. That is where Rich Bickle leads the parade coming down the back straightaway. Brian Reffner and Bob Keselowski putting pressure on him there. Now Kenny Irwin from the third spot putting pressure on Ron Hornaday off of turn four. That's a Chevy Ford battle. Hornaday in the Chevrolet, feeling heat from Kenny Irwin's Raybestos Ford. Irwin takes a peek down to the inside, but gets in line in turn two. Irwin falls in line, follows Ron Hornaday, the second-place truck, down the back straightaway. No one gets out of line, except further back in the field. That's where Bob Keselowski is trying to get by Brian Reffner, and Reffner again putting the pressure there for the eighth spot on Rich Bickle. Reffner took a position away from Keselowski a little while ago. Now Rich Bickle slides a little wide off four. Reffner's going to go after him. Reffner down to the inside trying to get the eighth position away. He slides up in front in turn one, takes that spot. Now Bickle tries to defend ninth. Bickle goes a little bit too wide. Here comes Bob Keselowski's dodge of the roll down to the inside of the track. He's up alongside that race side by side in turn three. Keselowski down to the inside will squeeze under Rich Bickle in turn four. He'll grab the ninth spot, so now put Bickle back to tenth. Challenge for the second spot. Hornaday and Irvin go at it in turn two. Danny Irvin trying to slide up to the outside to overtake Ron Hornaday. Not able to do it. Here in the back straightaway, though, finally he gets the inside lane. 
Tries to find some running room down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Does not have enough to get underneath off the corner. Now tries again at the start-finish line to poke the fender up underneath of Hornaday's quarter panel. He is now alongside as they get to one and door-to-door exiting two. Side-by-side for the second spot while race leader Mike Bliss has moved out by five truck links in front. Here's Irwin to the inside of Hornaday, but Hornaday pulls even in turn three. Four trucks tied up in that battle. Now here's Kenny Irwin. He will get second. Joe Rutman will get third. Now Hornaday is under attack for fourth. Jack Sprague dives to his inside as Hornaday sees a hard-charging Ken Schrader in on that battle in turn two. Here's Jack Sprague trying to make the move now to the inside of Joe Rutman. Doesn't see the opening there. Further back, Schrader still applying the pressure to Ron Hornaday, who's now fallen back to fifth. So Ron Hornaday, the bush pole sitting driver for the evening, fades a little bit after leading the first five laps. He is now back to the fifth spot. He may lose that. Here's Ken Schrader down to his inside. Schrader trying to open up a little bit of running room on the inside of turn two. Schrader does that using the inside lane as plows it right to the inside of the racetrack. Gets by Ron Hornaday and grabs the fifth spot here in the back stretch. So at lap 14, Mike Bliss leads by 1.2 seconds over Kenny Irwin in second. Joe Rutman third, Jack Sprague fourth. Ken Schrader now moves up to fifth. Ron Hornaday slides into sixth. Stacy Compton is seventh. Brian Reffner eighth. Bob Keselowski ninth. And Rich Bickle is tenth. Let's pick up the leaders on the back stretch. Mike Bliss shows the way into turn three. Bliss diving down to the bottom of the corner, works his way up off of turn number four, and will come to the stripe to complete the 15th of 200 laps. Pretty tough uh, racing now is going on from the seventh spot on back. Stacy Compton beginning to feel some pressure from Brian Reffner, who continues trying to move forward in the early laps. Reffner looking a little low on Compton off two. Compton slams the door, though, coming up off the corner. That is actually a four-way battle. you got Reffner, Keselowski, and Rich Bickle all bearing down on Stacy Compton. Brian Reffner trying to find a way around Compton off of turn four. His truck breaks loose just a tad, and it opens the inside lane for Bob Keselowski. They're battling for the eighth spot. Keselowski's Dodge dives down to the inside. He'll get the spot. Now Rich Bickle joins in as well. Bickle, six of those of the Chevy down on the inside of the track, but it does not stay. He's forced to fall back in line behind Brian Reffner. Leaders come off of turn number four, down to the start-finish line. Some trucks moving forward in the early laps. Brian Reffner among those, some moving backwards. We'll talk more about that in a moment. First, let's pick up that race for position. As down to the inside of Stacy Compton goes Bob Keselowski. He had lost a couple spots earlier, now moving back toward the front. Keselowski gets by, grabs the position. They're still shuffling behind him. Rich Bickle jumps out of line. Now he goes after Brian Reffner in turn three. At lap 17, Mike Bliss is in command of the Virginia Is For Lovers 200. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back at Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome back to NASCAR Truck Network's live coverage of the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Mike Bliss leads the way at lap number 24. We told you Ernie Irvin had taken his truck to the garage area. Let's get an update from Larry Naston. Ernie, you seem to be running pretty strong, but what happened out there? Uh, you know, the Federated Auto Parts truck had some sort of problem with the clutch, you know. And the 
Pitts not going to be able to run there the rest of the night. All right, that's Ernie Irvin. Clutch problem with a little fire underneath the motor in the garage area. And they have taken Toby Butler's truck back behind the wall as well. Meantime, the leaders are boxed in in heavy lap traffic, and they are double wide for the lead behind double wide lap traffic. Kenny Irwin trying to make some running room to the inside of Mike Bliss. Now three wide as they exit turn number two. Brad Teague goes wide, finally lets him kind of clear to the inside of him. Now they fall in line behind Tony Roper. Nearly three wide going into the turn as Irwin tries to squeeze down to the inside of Bliss. While they were back Battling for that position in lap traffic, it's allowed Jack Sprague, Ken Schrader, and Joe Rutman to close in. Bliss has the lead, but now Jack Sprague goes for a second, and he makes contact with Kenny Irwin in turn number two. Irwin slides up the racetrack. Now Sprague will go to second, Schrader to third, Rutman to fourth, and Kenny Irwin in the course of one turn will go back to the fifth spot. Got awfully close over there but Kenny Irwin is okay. He'll slide back to fifth. Now up for contention is the second spot. Kent Schrader goes down to Jack Sprague's inside in turn two. Sprague up on the high side of the racetrack in turn number two. Schrader trying to make the move to the inside. He'll complete the pass coming off turn two. He grabs the spot. Now Sprague falls in line at the clutches of Joe Ruckman. So some pretty wholesale shuffling in the top five behind race leader Mike Bliss who a couple of laps ago was in danger of losing the lead in traffic. Now he has about a half a second advantage on the runner-up and uh, second place is where the race is. It is Schrader, Sprague, Rutman, and Irwin in positions two through five on the backstretch. Sprague trying to grab that position back from Ken Schrader here on the back straightaway. Meanwhile, Kenny Irwin making up some lost ground. Joe Rutman had gone by him. Now Irwin makes that move and at least regains one of those spots. And that would be the pass for the fourth position across the start-finish line. Now here's the pass again for second. Jack Sprague dives down to the inside of Ken Schrader Hooks the tires on the apron. Does he have enough to make the move in turn two? Two Chevy trucks racing side by side up off the turn. Ken Schrader comes out with the position as Sprague settles back in line behind him for now. Ken Schrader started this event back in the seventh spot. Has worked his way now to the second position and is about a second and two-tenths behind the race leader Mike Bliss at this point as they continue to work some lap traffic. Jack Sprague feeling a lot of heat from Kenny Irwin trying to get a position back off too. Irwin's a man on a mission now trying to make up that lost ground trying to get by Jack Sprague. Here he pulls down to the inside of Sprague in turn three. Oh, they almost make contact in turns three and four. Irwin or Irwin down low. Sprague up high at the line. It's a dead heat for the third spot. Ford and Chevy go at it. They make contact again in turn one, but Irwin will grab the spot in turn two. Irwin gets the position. Sprague hangs on to his truck. Gets it straightened down before Ruffin's able to make the pass. Ruffin and Hart today now closing in on the rear deck of Jack Sprague. So Kenny Irwin gets back around Jack Sprague and it was fairly physical as was the first pass when Sprague got by Irwin and they settle in nine now spacing themselves about a truck length apart in third and fourth with Rutman and Ron Hornaday behind in fifth and sixth. Bob Keselowski there in seventh as well. A little distance back to the eighth place truck which is Rich Bickle. He's got a couple of lap machines between himself and that race four position in front of him and then Bickle has a pretty good pad on Barry Bodine and Jay Sauter, who has moved up to the 10th starting, uh, the 10th position after starting in 25th in the race. So Sauter definitely one with a good truck who's on the move early in the going. Toby Butler had taken his truck behind the wall a few laps ago. Larry Nastin, do you have an update on what the problem is? Yeah, we do. Toby, you got you pulled your truck into the pits. What happened? You know, we, we had a pretty good little truck here. Uh, Kevin Olson's truck. Uh, Ferris Concrete, we... Uh, we're running pretty decent, you know, just trying to find our type of halftime. We're a little bit tight. 
We had a great TNL motor in it. I mean, 12 by 13, things were looking pretty good, and I think we broke a valve spring, so ended our day pretty early. That's a tough break for Toby Butler after an impressive run the last time he was in this truck. And there's a problem for Rick Crawford on the back straightaway. He has slowed oil pouring from his truck and flames on the left side. He's headed for Pit Road or maybe the garage. Tough break there for Rick Crawford, who, as of the Watkins Glen race, had pulled into a tie for the lead in the Cintas Rookie of the Year standings in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. He goes to the garage after uh, lots of smoke, a little bit of flame out of the back of his machine, though the flame has extinguished itself. Crawford will be the third driver who will be out of the Virginia Is for Lovers 200. Welcome back to Richmond, Virginia, and NASCAR Truck Network's live coverage of the Virginia Is for Lovers 200. We've completed 43 of 200 laps, and so far, Mike Bliss is in charge. He leads Ken Schrader, who runs second. Kenny Irwin's third, Jack Sprague is fourth, and Joe Rutman is fifth. Mike Bliss took the lead at lap six when he dove down to the inside of Ron Hornaday in turn number two. He has not looked back. One driver that has looked back, though, is Ron Hornaday. He's backslid to seventh. We'll get an update in his pits shortly. Mike Bliss now on the racetrack coming out of turn number four to put lap number 44 on the board. Rick Crawford had a problem just a few moments ago. He took his truck to the garage, smoke trailing from it. Larry Naston, what's the problem? Well, we're with crew chief Roland Wolotica right now. Roland, what happened to Rick's truck? Uh, I started slowing down and then the motor come apart. Irreparable or not repairable? No, we're out. Another driver leaves the Virginia's for Lovers 200. Rick Crawford will sit the rest of this one out. Caution, a truck in trouble in turn number one. It is Jeff Green subbing for injured brother David in the Redman truck out of the stables of Bruco Racing. Went up in a shower of sparks down in the corner. Something having gone awry on the machine. And we see the caution flag for the first time in the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Looked like he caught the wall uh, a pretty good lick and has uh, brought out the caution flag for the first time at lap number 46 of the event. And that's good news for a lot of drivers because Mike Bliss had lapped up through 14th place Randy Renfro. So right now, a lot of drivers able to get themselves back around the racetrack and see if they can get up and challenge Mike Bliss and a few of the other top competitors. Looks like a right front tire might be down on Jeff Green's machine, which might be what would have thrown him into the outside wall coming down the main straightaway and headed toward turn one. He has just gone to the attention of his crew, and they are probably going to have a lot of work to do there. So while they do that, let's swing over to Ron Hornaday's pit, the uh, driver who started on the bush pole. Jim Phillips was checking there uh, just a moment ago for us. Jim, what was the report on why he has fallen back into the field? Well, I talked to his crew chief, uh, Fred Graves, and he said uh, he hasn't said a word. So I don't know. He said, I don't know what's wrong with it, whether it's pushing or whether it's loose or what, or whether he's just conserving his tires. So Hornaday has not said anything to his pit so far. Under this caution flag, Scott Walters coming in the pits. Also, Kelly Denton driving for Dave Resendez this weekend. Stacy Compton coming in. Mike Wallace, also Tony Roper, taking advantage of this caution flag that flies. We've completed 47 laps. Mike Bliss is the man in charge. We have just gone back to green at lap 50 of the Virginia Is For Lovers 200. Mike Bliss leads off of turn number four. Ken Schrader bearing down on him. Kenny Irwin comes off the corner in third, while Jack Sprague, Joe Rutman, and Ron Hornaday are in hot pursuit. The battle for the lead tightens even more. Schrader is there, putting pressure on Bliss. Schrader falls in line behind Mike Bliss as they work their way off turn two and hit the back straight away. Peaks to the inside, Schrader does. Nothing there. He'll fall back in line and 
follow by Bliss. Schrader trying to take the lead away from Bliss, who got it at lap number six. Now at lap 52, Schrader pokes the nose down to the inside, does not get enough running room alongside Bliss, falls back in line, single file. They run that way, back to turn two. Mike Bliss's truck has hooked up so well at this stage of the race, he's able to put it any place he needs to. That includes in the lane that Schrader is going to try to choose to use to get by. For now, it's working in holding Schrader behind him. The front seven trucks have cleared themselves of lap traffic. They are Mike Bliss, Ken Schrader, Kenny Irwin, Jack Sprague, Joe Rutman, Ron Hornaday, and Bob Keselowski. Five of them are nose to tail on in turn two. Great train working its way off turn two and down the back straight away. Couple of those trucks peeking out of line. Kenny Irwin who rides third. He's looking at a chance to get by Ken Schrader. Does not have enough room to get that done. Uh, not as, Nor is he close enough to poke the nose up there anyway. He'll ride about a truck length behind Schrader as they cross the start finish line and ride behind him in his tire tracks for the moment in turn one. Doesn't look like Bliss's truck is getting up off the corner as well as it was earlier and now Schrader gets his opening. That's because Bliss broke loose coming up off the turn. The back end slipped around. Schrader goes by and now here's Kenny Irwin trying to make the move. But Mike Bliss is hanging tough in the outside lane but off of turn number four. Ken Schrader will take the lead at lap number 55. Now Mike Bliss under attack from Kenny Irwin for the second spot. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the NASCAR truck network. At lap 55, Ken Schrader leads the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Kenny Irwin, after having a brief battle with Jack Sprague for second, will hang on to the spot. Sprague falls back in third. Mike Bliss falls all the way back to fourth, battling with Joe Rutman for that spot. Now Ron Hornaday starting to feel a challenge from Bob Keselowski. Allen is basically the leaders start to tuck in single file, except as we say that, here's Bob Keselowski on the move. Keselowski looks out of the inside of Ron Hornaday for the sixth position. Joe Rutman also trying to find a way to get around Mike Bliss for fourth. Those two groups of cars race up off of two and onto the backstretch. Working their way down the back straight away. Keslowski completes the move he was working on, getting by Ron Hornaday. Here now Rich Bickle. He pulls to the inside of Hornaday in turn three. Now Bickle drops down to the inside, almost making contact with Hornaday. They do not touch. Now off the corner. Bickle and Hornaday will drag race for the seventh spot. Bickle inside, Hornaday outside. They almost make contact in turn two. You figure by now Ron Hornaday is tired of being passed. It's been happening to him a lot tonight. But Bickle's determined to make the move and get by. He will. Jay Sauter as well. He now goes to work on Hornaday. Jay Sauter still weaving his way through traffic, picking his way toward the front. Follows Bickle through underneath Hornaday. Now tries to put the move on. Bickle himself while ahead. Here's Keselowski. Going to pick up another spot. Goes after Joe Rutman for fifth down in one. Keselowski makes the move to the inside side of the racetrack. This is where he's been very successful so far this evening, and again it works as he clears Joe Rutman's truck on the back stretch. All this behind a three-truck breakaway off of turn four, led by Ken Schrader. Kenny Irwin and Jack Sprague are tied up in that. They are the front three. Then Mike Bliss is fourth. Fifth is Bob Keselowski. Sixth is Joe Rutman. Seventh is Rich Bickle. Jay Sauter comes in. Now Chuck Bound is in the mix in turn two. Chuck Bound trying to make a move as he comes into the corner. Meanwhile, closer to the front, Bob Keselowski again is on the move. He's going after Mike Bliss in turn three. Keselowski started 10th, lost a couple of positions in the opening laps, now working his way up through the top 10 one at a time, gets around Mike Bliss. So put Bob Keselowski now up into the fourth position, and he's got a little ground he's going to have to make up before he's going to be able to challenge for another spot, Joe. Nearly 15 truck links back to where Keselowski rides, and he leads a pack of about eight trucks, but already after getting by Bliss, he's starting to pull away from that pack. Now Ken Schrader comes off of turn four, trying to deal with the lap traffic that will be Scott Walters. Now Kenny Irwin goes for the lead. Irwin drops down to the inside. Schrader moves over to block. Now Sprague comes in.
in three trucks going out it in turn two. Ford, Chevy, and Chevy all doing battle here up in the front of the field. The front three machines working side by side on the back straight away. Further back, Bickle goes to work on Mike Bliss. Bliss a little loose in turn three. Bickle's going to pick off that spot in turn three. Mike Bliss's truck fading rapidly here now as Bickle goes up underneath him. It was just uh, less than ten laps ago that Bliss was the race leader. Now he is in danger of losing what would be the sixth position to Bickle, and he will lose that spot over in two. Bickle slipping high on the racetrack, allowing Jay Sauter to get by. Chuck Bound now coming after him on the back straightaway. Bound not close enough yet, though, to make that move. Jeff Green had problems earlier on. Slapped the wall to bring out the first caution. Let's check out and see uh, how the repairs are coming to his truck. Well, we're with Jeff Green right now. Jeff, uh, apparently a flat tire caused you to hit the wall. What else happened? Well, Larry cut that right front tire like halfway down the straightaway. Here at Richmond, the straightaway's curved, but before I could get it stopped, it hit the wall, and I think it bent some tie rods, and we're in it to win this race, not to run tenth. so for Redman and, and Clarence Brewer, I appreciate the opportunity. Hopefully we can do it again. I think we had a good, pretty good truck. I think we, I was saving some stuff, trying to be easy on the tires, and hopefully we could have got them there at the end, but not tonight. That's Jeff Green, obviously a tough break for him and his Redman Chevrolet. Jeff Green is only one driver of five behind the wall. The others include Kirk Shelberdine, Rick Crawford, Toby Butler, and Ernie. Back at Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Virginia is for Lumbers 272 laps into the record books tonight with Ken Schrader in charge. Kenny Irwin and Jack Sprague putting on a great show as they battle for the second spot. That battle comes off of turn number four right now. And the battle is joined by Bob Keselowski in a dodge. That'll be as a three-way battle now. Sprague looks down to the inside of Irwin to take the spot. He gets back in line, but they go at it again off the corner. Jack Sprague, the meat of the sandwich there is you've got Keselowski bearing down from the rear, and he's working on Kenny Irwin. Nose to tail is the way they work the way back to turn three. Bumper to bumper to bumper. The fast truck in that trio is Keselowski, who has been picking his way up through first the top ten, now the top five. He is trying to get the fourth spot away from Jack Sprague. Still, though, right at his tire tracks. No move yet as they exit two. Probably waiting to see what lane that Sprague is going to take in his attempt to get by Kenny Irwin. Irwin's truck breaks loose just momentarily off turn number two. Gathers it back in, though, and again, they're no the tailgate. Another driver on the move is Chuck Bowne. He just took the eighth spot away from Rich Bickle. So move Bowne into, actually he's up to the seventh spot now. Bickle slides back into eighth as that good second place battle with Irwin. Sprague and Keselowski works on the back straightaway. Goes to tail, heading down the back stretch up into turn number three. Again, Kenny Irwin leads the parade. Sprague right behind and Bob Keselowski still in their tire tracks. Work their way up off of the corner and to the start-finish line and all of this going on a good distance behind Ken Schrader who has moved away now to a 1.6 second lead. Behind the wall has gone the truck being driven tonight by Kelly Denton with some problems. We'll get an update there in a moment. Kirk Shelberdine has retired his truck from the event. An engine problem there, so he will join the attrition list as well. And another rolling along pit road is Tammy Jo Kirk back uh, in action this weekend in a Chevrolet. She is going behind the wall as well. So before we get to the halfway break, the attrition rate is beginning to grow in this 200 lapper at Virginia tonight. 
No problems for Ken Schrader so far, though. He's just got it kind of on cruise control for the moment. One driver who really does not have things in control is Ron Hornaday. Now he slides all the way back to 12th. He's tied up in a good battle with Brian Refner off turn two. Hornaday trying the best he can to hang on to that truck, which is obviously not handling well in the turns. Refner's going to try to take advantage of him in turn three. Hornaday started on the pole, led the first five laps. Now he is in danger of losing about seven positions if he gets caught up to the outside of this whole line of trucks that's trying to get underneath him manages to make its way by. He's also a half a lap down to the race leader, Ken Schrader. Let's follow Hornaday off two. Can't hold off Brian Refner any longer. He's in a clear Hornaday, but Hornaday does get back down in line before Randy Tolsman and Jimmy Hensley are able to make a pass by him. Off of turn number four, Jimmy Hensley trying to rumble down to the inside of Randy Tolsman. Let's go to pit road. Tammy Joe Kirk is calling out of her truck. Tammy Joe, what's the problem? Well, you know, we were running good. They were about to get this thing going there. And next thing I know, I thought we blow the motor, dropped the valves, what it looked like. So she will be out of tonight's race. Tammy Joe Kirk, the sixth driver at this point, who will fail to finish. The Virginia is for lovers 200. The second place race heating up because of the fourth place driver, Bob Keselowski, putting a lot of pressure on in traffic on the backstretch. Jack Sprague realizes he's going to have to make something happen or he's going to be the incident here going on, so he dives down to the inside of Kenny Irwin finally and goes after the second spot. Now, here they go down to the inside is Sprague. Now they have lap traffic ahead of them. Now Sprague and Irwin make contact. They're boxed in behind lap traffic. Irwin outside, Sprague inside. Irwin goes way up the racetrack and it opens up the floodgates in turn two. Once again, Kenny Irwin gets shoved up to the outside of the racetrack. Now he makes contact with Jay Sauter as he squeezes to the inside of Boris Head. Sauter had closed up on this group, is going to take advantage of the open inside lane and go by Kenny Irwin. Now here is the, the race for second spot. It is Keselowski looking for running room down to the inside of Spray. Goes all the way with the left side tires below the yellow line, separating the apron. Closing in on slower traffic they are, but Keselowski threads the needle, gets around the slower traffic, and picks up the position in front of Jack Sprague. All that battling has allowed Kenny Schrader to scamper away by an advantage of 3.4 seconds. Bob Keselowski now slides up into second. Jack Sprague and Jay Soner go at it for the fourth position now. Caution is on the speedway. There has been oil spotted on the racetrack. We go under the caution flag for the second time in the Virginia is for lovers 200 at lap number 83. Caution for oil on the speedway. Back at Richmond International Raceway, we've completed 86 laps of the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Ken Schrader leads. We will go back to green in one more lap as Chris Morgan leans out over the flag stand and gives them the indication that we will go back to green at lap number 88. At lap number 100 will be the halfway point. We'll give away $1,000 from Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR, the Gatorade Front Runner Award. Open to the eligible driver leading at the halfway point. And that driver will pick up $1,000 from Gatorade. Tonight's broadcast of the Virginia is for Lovers 200 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing to the NASCAR Truck Network, a division of MRN Radio, solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and the NASCAR Truck Network is prohibited.
Field lining up for a double file restart. The lead lap trucks to the outside, lap trucks to the inside. Those a lap down include Stacy Compton, Tony Roper, and others. Now off of turn four. Green flag in the air. We go back to green at lap 88, and Ken Schrader gets a good jump, and Bob Keselowski gets a shot in the caboose from Jay Sauter. Sauter has to check up. That opens up the inside lane for Jack Sprague. Sprague will take third. Now he'll get back in line as the leaders exit onto the back straightaway. Sauter's not finished with Sprague, though. He taps Sprague coming off turn number two, now gets the nose of his truck down on the inside. He's going for that position in turn three. Sauter will get back the position from Sprague off of turn number four and hold his spot in line there. So it's Schrader, Keselowski, Sauter, Sprague, Irwin, Rutman, Bickle, and Chuck Bound as the top eight race single file mixed in and among some lap trucks. All the while, Ken Schrader stretches out his lead once again, hitting the back straight away. Some of the other trucks still working lap traffic. Here is Bob Keselowski, the second place truck, trying to get by Stacy Thompson. Now we'll sweep by the lap traffic off of turn number four. Ken Schrader starting to slowly march away from the field. He comes across the line. He leads by one second. Bob Keselowski is second. Jay Sauter, Jack Sprague, and the lap truck of Stacy Compton in and around that, stacking up off the corner. Good race going on from fifth on back. Kenny Irvin there with Joe Rutman bearing down on him. And Rutman with his hands full. He's got Rich Bickle and Chuck Bound just behind him. Fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth all bunched tightly together on the racetrack, exiting turn number four. A little wiggle from the back end of Irwin's truck, but Rutman not able to take advantage. Here is Chuck Bound at the tail end of the line looking low on Bickle, but he won't have enough running room either and goes back in line. He'll stay nose to tailgate for now from fifth on back as they hit the back straight away just ahead of them the lap truck of Stacy Thompson he wiggles a bit coming up off the corner now here go those trucks trying to get by him now the lead lap trucks will march to Compton's outside off the corner 92 laps go on the board. Eight laps away from halfway. Kent Schrader, the leader. Bob Keselowski not really challenging one another. Jay Sauter in third. Jack Sprague fourth. Then things stacking up from fifth on back in turn two. Kenny Irwin has the fifth position. Just behind him, Joe Ruffin. He's knocking on the door for that spot. You've got Rich Bickle and Chuck Bound all lined up. Knows the tailgate. Haven't mentioned Mike Bliss's name in a while. Mike, the leader up to lap 54. Well, he's all the way back to the 11th spot now. And in a very heavy group of trucks challenging four positions there. You've got on the lead lap racing with Bliss, Brian Refner, Ron Hornaday, Butch Miller, Jimmy Hensley, all of those trucks about to exit turn two. Hensley looking for room down on the inside of the racetrack with their slower traffic occupying the lane. Butch Miller is there. Ron Hornaday goes to the outside. Here's Hensley on the move now. This will be the battle for the 14th position coming off the corner. Hensley will win it. Hornaday drifts wide off the corner. He opens up the inside lane, so Hornaday tries to get back in line. That battle now with Mike Bliss, Brian Refner. That's tied up off the corner. Refner hits a little touch on the back of Mike Bliss. Bless rear deck as they come off the corner. Tries to open up the lane. What he does is get himself out of the groove. But Miller almost takes advantage there. Change for position a little bit farther ahead as Joe Rutman loses a couple of spots. Rich Bickle and Chuck Bound go by him into sixth and seventh. Rutman now back to the eighth position as we work now shortly four laps away from the cross flags and the halfway point of this event. Ken Schrader up off of turn four now with a healthy advantage on Jay Sauter. The first and second place trucks now, excuse me, on Bob Keselowski, who has a healthy advantage on Jay Sauter. The front three spaced out pretty well with four 
laps to the cross flag. First good race going on is back the uh, sixth position. That is where Rich Bickle is trying to hold off Chuck Bound. Bound's been marching his way up through the pack and now really putting the pressure on Bickle's Chevrolet. Slides down to the inside to take a peek, but Bickle's going to slam the door. Caution on the speedway at lap 96. Scott Walters slaps the wall up in turn number four. So we will go under caution at lap 97. Three laps away from halfway and now as Walters makes his way through turns one and two, a shower of sparks underneath his truck. This will allow Bob Keselowski to close in on Ken Schrader as we work caution at Richmond International Raceway. It is halftime in the Virginia Is For Lovers 200. If you're new to NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Racing, right now the trucks have come down the pit lane. They get five minutes to make adjustments. A lot of hoods up, a lot of trucks on jacks. Let's first check in with Larry Naston. He's with the race leader. Well, Kenny Schrader now on the radio talking with uh, Andy Petrie. Andy, uh, how's the truck running? Well, it looks like it's pretty good right now. You know, he says it's a little bit loose, so we're going to make a slight adjustment here. We don't want to get too carried away with it. All right, we'll find out from Kenny Schrader. He's now off the radio. Kenny, uh, how's it going out there? It's going okay so far. We'll just have to see. You know, we we got to get a little better, but them guys are going to get a lot better, so we'll see what happens. All right, that's the word from your race leader, Kenny Schrader. Schrader is starting this race in the seventh position and making his way to the front, taking over the top spot at lap 55. Let's go to the other end of pit road and Jim Phillips. Jay Sauter talking to Will Lynn. Jay, 25th to third, great run so far. Yeah, I want to tell you my hat's off to these GM Goodrich Service Plus guys. The truck is awesome tonight. We had kind of a poor qualifying run, but uh, we take care of our tires. We'll give them something in the second half. All right, you already got two to pass. Can you get by them? Well, we're going to give it all we got. We think we can. That's Jay Sauter currently third, started 25th this evening. Let's check back with Larry Naston. Well, we're in the uh, Ron Hornaday Jr. pits right now. Fred Graves and the crew. Ron complained that the trunk was real loose. They're going to put a rubber in the right front. They're going to also change the right front shock, and they're going to bump the spoiler up to solve the loosening problems on this Napa Chevrolet. And back again to Jim Phillips. And walking up here to Kenny Irwin's uh, truck as uh, they make adjustments on that. And uh, fired the truck up, but he's going to... Start up having a little bit of a problem with the throttle or something on the left side of the engine compartment. And he's got the truck running. We'll see if we can get a word with him. And we'll get a uh, Kenny, looked like traffic was your biggest problem the first half. Um, yeah, maybe a little. We just we just missed the, the line a couple times, but um, my biggest problem is the right rear tire. We just didn't have enough right rear tire left. We're going to try to conserve, uh, conserve the tire this time and uh, see if we can... Uh, Hopefully finishing first. That's Kenny Irwin. He's headed up there all night long. He's currently riding fifth. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is a team sport. Even the best driver can't win without the professional technicians that build and maintain these NASCAR trucks. Federated Auto Parts stores would like to recognize some of the special people behind the scenes in tonight's race. Rick Wren is the crew chief for Rick Corelli's Remax Chevrolet. Rick started in NASCAR racing basically by sheer luck. I just kind of moved south and was in the right place at the right time. You know, I had driven a race car for 14 years myself and decided I wanted to give up driving and, and try to make it as a, you know, come down and be a Winston Cup crew chief. And I made it. I've done it and been there, and the trucks are pretty fun right now. After crew chiefing in the NASCAR Bush Series for a brief time, Rick moved up to NASCAR's Winston Cup Series. And then next year I went to uh, Winston Cup and crew chief for uh, Jimmy Means, and then uh, I bounced around in the back in the Bush Series for about three years, and then two years ago, crew chief for Ricky Craven. We won the rookie of the year in Winston Cup, and uh, I left that deal at, 
and just wasn't comfortable there and uh, been truck racing since. Friendship brought Rick Wren to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. One of the guys who's a friend of Corelli called me um, right after, uh, late in November of uh, that year. And uh, I talked it over with my wife and uh, decided I'd try truck racing and leave the Winston Cup circuit. Rick feels that his NASCAR Winston Cup experience pays off, especially on tracks where he's crew chief before, like here at Richmond. I think it helps us be a lot closer right off the truck. I mean, that's like this morning we rolled off the truck really fast. Uh, had a little mix-up in qualifying, but I know we'll be good for the race. And I, I think the Winston Cup experience at those places helps you. It helps limit your, your practice necessary when you're there. Rick Wren's career goals are simple. I've crew chief, to, crew chief with Ricky Craven, won second in Bush Points twice, won uh, rookie year in Winston Cup. I'd like to win a championship at something. And uh, one of these days when I win a championship, I may decide to, I'd maybe like to be a team manager for a team. But I would like to win a championship, but it's not easy. Federated Auto Parts, with more than 3,000 stores across America providing professional service and the best in brand-name parts available. While we are under the halftime break, take a minute and welcome a guest we always look forward to meeting during our visits to the Commonwealth of Virginia. He is the governor of this fine state, George Allen. And, I, you know, usually your role in here is just as the governor, but you're the sponsor representative tonight. That's a little unusual. Well, maybe so. Uh, Virginia is for lovers, obviously, is the name of the race. Virginia is for lovers, 200. And uh, we're very happy, of course, to see you back here in Richmond and Virginia, Allen And, Mike, welcome uh, to you and all your listeners. We feel that uh, it's a good investment in tourism promotion. Uh, obviously, these races coming in here and this race here today and the race tomorrow and the race the next day uh, is just great. I, I was meeting some folks from out of state who have come up, and they're just going to spend several days here. Uh, truck racing has just really taken off. It's absolutely amazing how much it's uh, it's gotten more uh, attention. It's on TV. It's on the radio. The crowds are uh, in it. You can actually tell the differences between the different makes of trucks. It's easy for most people, I think, to figure out the difference between a Dodge and a Chevy and a Ford. Yeah. Ford trucks are made in Norfolk also, the uh, F-150s. Really? Okay. Yeah, one of the oldest plants. But we, we feel it's it's worthwhile to do it in that there's, we figure there's at least 14, 15 million, excuse yeah, 14 or 15 million people paying attention to this race tonight and obviously there's a cost to it but it's cost effective and there's a lot of good places uh off the track in virginia to go to whether they're the beaches whether they're the mountains the shenandoah valley the piedmont a lot of battlefields from the war between the states the revolutionary war uh, all sorts of historic sites right here in the richmond area and uh we, uh, we all say Virginia's for lovers, especially lovers of racing. There you go. In fact, a few years ago, we had a Virginia's for lovers car. All of this started getting pretty expensive, though. <laughs> <with> all <of> it. <laughs> so we're, we're sponsoring a truck race. And, uh, again, we, we think it's a good investment and gets great exposure for Virginia. And we, we love racing fans to come here in Virginia and, and enjoy the hospitality and the sights and learn something and have a great time. You had mentioned the millions of people enjoying tonight's race two of them are in our broadcast booth we had a we had a contest a few weeks ago and we were going to bring in two folks to uh enjoy the virginia's for lovers 200 they are tim and deborah nagel from fort wayne indiana we picked them <laughs> up this afternoon in a stretch limousine brought them out to the racetrack they got to meet their favorite driver ron hornaday and there are two more tourists that have come into the commonwealth and i dare say a bit pleased with what's going on here tonight that's great well it's good to have to see some hoosiers won uh, <laughs> indiana was once part of virginia Virginia, I might note, uh, 
You're taking us back away. Uh, well, oh, yes. back away. <laughs> we, we voluntarily gave it up, allowed them to have their own self-determination, unlike West Virginia that was taken from us by force. But uh, we, we welcome folks from Indiana, from whether they're from the Midwest, the North, the South, and, and obviously a lot of folks here in Virginia. But it's uh, a great weekend. The Sawyers have done tr- a tremendous job in, yeah. in this, in this uh, facility. It is a clean facility. It's family-friendly. And uh, and these truck races are, are fantastic. The weather's perfect. You, it is. <laughs> you fixed it all up for us. This yeah, weekend. we're we're. Uh, of course, it's always this way. There you go, <laughs> Governor. Thanks for coming by. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Alan. We look forward to a great weekend in the, in the Commonwealth this weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great time. Thank Good you. Good to see Good you. Good meeting you, Governor. Governor George Allen of the Commonwealth of Virginia, with us at the Virginia is for Lovers 200, the State Tourism Division, sponsoring this NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series event tonight. We are just about to wrap up the halftime break and get us back underway. Coming off of turn number four, the field will get the one to go indication. While we have the moment, let's run you back through the field, let you know where your favorite driver is running. Ken Schrader leads at lap number 101. Bob Keselowski second. Jay Sauter third. Jack Sprague fourth. Kenny Irwin ran out the top five. Rich Bickle is sixth. Chuck Bown is seventh. Randy Tolsma is eighth. Joe Rutman ninth. And Brian Reffner is tenth. Barry Bodine's eleventh. Butch Miller twelfth. Mike Bliss is thirteenth. Jimmy Hensley is fourteenth. B.A. Wilson is fifteenth. 16th is Wayne Grubb, 17th is Rick Corelli, 18th is Ron Hornaday, 19th is Jerry Marquis, 20th is Randy Renfro, and 21st is Mike Wallace. They are the trucks on the lead lap. A lap down to 22nd is Stacey Compton, 23rd is Billy Pouch, 24th is Tony Raines, Borisette is 25th, Joe Gata is 26th. Other drivers that are laps down include Tony Roper, Brad Teague, and Scott Walters. And the trucks behind the wall include Tammy Joe Kirk, Kelly Denton, Kirk Shelverdine, Jeff Green, Rick Crawford, Toby Butler and Ernie Irvin. Could get the restart in one more lap. Just joining us, Ron Hornaday started on the Bush Pole that he won this afternoon in time trials. Led the first five laps. Mike Bliss, who started on the outside of the front row, went around Hornaday. Led from lap 6 to 54 until Ken Schrader made his way around Mike Bliss at lap 55. Schrader went out in front and leads to this point. And as we get set to go back racing now, there will be 99 laps to go in the event. Interesting to see how some of the handling played out just to kind of tie in the theme that we talked about in our pre-race of the unknowns of the track with its new sealer on it how that would affect cars and trucks handling in a course of a race here this weekend well we saw some of the guys who qualified fast and started up front fade greatly ron hornaday all the way back to 18th from the pole mike bliss from the outside of the front row to 13th and then yet some other trucks who started up front just stayed up front the whole time like schrader and uh kenny irwin and sprague and then you had a couple who were able to make their way through the field like jay sauter who was back in 25th position and is now third so we have seen some uh differences of handling come into play here in the early going see how it plays out now over the final 99 laps it is time to go back racing green flag is in the air ken schrader gets a good jump on bob keselowski jay sauter jack spray kenny Irwin all come up through the gas schrader clears the lap traffic now bob keselowski tries to do the same in turn two keselowski is forced to climb the banking in turn two to try to get by stacy coffin's truck not able to accomplish that jay sauter falls in behind him as jack Sprague and kenny Irwin there stacy compton the first truck a lap down all over the tailgate of Ken Schrader now breaks out underneath him coming down the main straightaway looks out of the inside to try and get back on the tail end of the lead lap if he can door to door pushes the leader up the racetrack a little bit gets underneath off two Coffin gets around and opens the door Bob Keselowski now gets a shot at Ken Schrader not able to pull up alongside but maybe will do it in turn three 
This is the battle for the lead at lap 103. Bob Keselowski in a dodge dives down to the inside. He will lead at lap 103. Now side-by-side side for second. Jay Sauter sweeps down to the inside of Schrader. He'll get the spot. Schrader now backpedaling off turn two. Sauter makes his move down to the inside, picks off the position. Schrader falls in line now in the third spot with now Jack Sprague closing in on him. So Schrader falling from first to third, managing to protect third spot up front. Sauter begins to close quickly on Bob Keselowski for the lead at lap 103 of 200. Keselowski, the fourth different driver to lead this Virginia is for lovers 200. Back at Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia, lap 110 is on the board. Bob Keselowski leads off of turn four. He's holding off Jay Sauter now. Sauter starting to fade off the back bumper of Keselowski. But a good battle. Joe Morris heating up for the third spot. Headed to you on the back straightaway. Ken Schrader has his rearview mirror filled up with Jack Sprague. Sprague's been working on him the last few laps. And is right there ready to pounce in turn three. Sprague not able to make the move under Schrader this time. He falls in line. Man on the move since the restart. Ron Hornaday took the green flag in the 18th position. He is up to the 10th spot. Just 12 laps later, so things working much better for Hornaday after the halftime adjustments. While that race for third on back exits two. Once again, Jack Sprague looks for a chance to get by Ken Schrader. Doesn't see the opening to the outside. Falls back in line and follows him to three. Off of turn number four now. Further up, here's Jack Sprague trying to get around some uh, of the uh, Ken Schrader truck off the corner. Schrader drifted a bit wide, opened up the inside lane momentarily for Sprague. But Sprague gets back in line. Will he try it again in turn two? Racing for the third position. Coming off turn number two. Again, Jack Sprague looks to the outside. He's been trying to sneak up to the outside of Schrader last few laps. Schrader slams the door each time he makes you attempt. Schrader protecting the bottom of turn number four. Sprague swings a little wide, but actually loses about a truck length as didn't quite get the runoff off the corner. Schrader did, so he'll stalk him once again back into one. This is the battle for the third spot coming up off the corner. Three, or rather two green-colored trucks here on the back straightaway. Jack Sprague trying to stick to the inside of Ken Schrader. They are battling for the third position. Sprague takes a peek down to the inside of Schrader. Now he takes a peek to the outside. Schrader's making his truck awfully wide. Now here's Sprague down to the inside. Going to hook the tires on the apron. They're side-by-side in turn two. Sprague gets a good run and finally gets the part of the racetrack he wanted, the bottom-most part, and that allows him to make the move and pick up the spot over Ken Schrader. So after Ken Schrader led from lap 55 to 102, he is now back into the fourth position. And again, the story of those halftime adjustments, perhaps those made on Schrader's truck not working to his liking, though a lot of racing still to go, and conditions certainly can change as tires wear and other people's handling package changes uh, as we close in on the finish of this event. Reset the top ten for you. Bob Keselowski, the leader, with Jay Sauter second, Jack Sprague third, Ken Schrader fourth, and Kenny Irwin fifth. Rich Bickle is sixth, Chuck Bound is seventh. Eighth position at the moment belongs to Randy Tolsmo with Brian Refner up to the ninth spot. Ron Hornaday would be tenth. Joe Rutman is in eleventh, feeling a challenge there as Butch Miller looks down to his inside for that position. Miller will sweep by and pick up the spot as they hit one. Miller grabs the position now, works his way down the back straight away, just ahead of Joe Rutman. Behind Rutman now, the truck of Jimmy Hensley starting to close in. Meanwhile, after Ken Schrader lost the second, to actually say the third position to Jack Sprague, he begins to fall into the clutches of Kenny Irwin. Also, Rich Bickle and Chuck Bound. Irwin closes in on Schrader on the back stretch. Six trucks working all together, single file as they hit the back straight away. First hits Irwin, trying to look to the inside of Schrader. Bickle, Chuck Bound, and Tony Range lap truck just behind. Kenny Irwin, you heard say when we talked with him at the 
halftime break. Wanted to conserve the right rear tire in the early part of the second half of this event. Save something for the finish. So he's not going to press the issue to get by Schrader. But if the opening comes, he will take it. He stalks him for now off the corner. Right up on his tailgate here as they hit the back straight away. Irwin peaks momentarily to the inside and quickly snaps back in line before they hit turn three. Traffic is stacking up there. That would be the battle for fourth spot on back. Irwin's Ray Bestus Ford takes a look to the outside of Schrader's Chevrolet. Rich Bickle closing in now. Chuck Bound waiting in the wings, waiting to see which lane is going to open up. For now, they stay single file. Working their way off turn number two. Here's Irwin now bearing down to the inside. Seizes no chance to pull up alongside Schrader. So again, he follows the tire tracks into turn three. Single file for the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh positions. Eighth place, Randy Tolzma. A few truck lengths off Chuck Bound. The seventh place runner's back deck. For now, no move yet by Kenny Irwin to try and get around Schrader. He's single file for now. Waiting for the opportunity. Certainly wanted to stay close enough to where if there is a possibility to make the move, he can do it. Meanwhile, just behind him, Rich Bickle starting to put some pressure on there. If you just joined us, Bob Keselowski is the fourth leader of the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Ron Hornaday took the green flag and led till lap five. Mike Bliss took the lead at lap six and led to lap 54. Then Ken Schrader took the lead from lap 55 to lap 102. And at lap 103, Bob Keselowski took the lead. And we stand at lap 122. Bob Keselowski is pulling away from the field. Welcome back to Richmond International Raceway in Virginia and NASCAR Truck Network's live coverage of the Virginia's for Lovers 200. Alongside Alan Bestwick, I'm Mike Bagley. Joe Moore is in the turns for us tonight with pit and garage coverage from Jim Phillips and Larry Naston. Bob Keselowski leads at lap 130 with Jay Sauter second and a good battle from there on back. Actually, Jack Sprague has pulled away in third, but fourth place is where it's at. Ken Schrader has the spot. Kenny Irwin, Rich Pickle, and others are trying to take it away on the backstretch. Irwin's been working on Schrader for the last 15 or 20 laps or so and Bickle's been right there trying to get by Irwin. A three-way battle continues back to three. For now it is Bickle up to the outside of Irwin for the fifth position off of turn number four. Irwin kind of runs him out of racetrack a little bit as he swung wide off the corner. Bickle has to ease out of the throttle. Now goes back after him again on the high side of one. Bickle will try the outside lane off turn number two but uh, Kenny Irwin comes up a little bit high on him there. Blocks the move so Bickle's forced to fall back in line behind him. And Bickle again taking a look to the outside of Kenny Irwin off the corner. Didn't have enough room to make the move happen. Bickle has to get back in line because a hard-charging Chuck Bound closes in on his rear deck lid. Now that battle, Schrader, Irwin, Bickle and Bound come up on lap traffic in turn two. Tony Roper just ahead of the pack of traffic as they flash to the outside. Roper drops down low. Gives a plenty of racing room at the end of the back straightaway. Work their way up off of the corner around the outside of Roper's truck. But for now, everybody in line, single file behind them. Here's Ron Hornaday continuing to charge. He has just moved around the Ryan Refner truck and picked up the ninth spot. And Hornaday quickly closing in on eighth place, Randy Tolzma. Hornaday having to deal with some lap traffic before he catches Randy Tolzma. Falls in behind that truck. Hits the back straight away now as he closes in on Tony Roper just ahead. Off of turn number four. Further up, Ken Schrader working off the corner. And then looking at the racetrack, you've got Schrader, Irwin, Bickle, Bound, Tolzmo, Hornaday, Refner, and Miller all nose to tail, fighting for positions free of lap traffic off turn two. Danny Irwin putting the pressure on Schrader again. Flashes down to the inside for a moment. Peaks and sees no opening. He'll fall back in line behind Kenny. 
Leaders have put several trucks a lap down here in the last several circuits around the racetrack. You've got uh, Mike Wallace has gone one lap down. Randy Renfro has, uh, excuse me, back up and, uh, and check that again. Barry Bodine has been put a lap down. Tony Raines has gone a lap down as well. Stacy Compton would be the next truck that the race leader would catch to put a lap down. Remember that Compton got back on the tail end of the lead lap just after the uh, restart from halftime and only a truck length or so away from going back a lap down as Keselowski is close in behind him. Here's a change for second spot. Kenny Irwin does get a run on Ken Schrader off turn four. Sweeps by to the inside. Takes that position. That would be the fourth spot. Schrader may lose fifth now on the backstretch. Rich Bickle looks to the inside. Trying to take the same opening that Kenny Irwin took to get by. Doesn't work for Bickle. He'll have to settle back in for now. Close call in front of the race leader coming off of turn four. Stacy Compton's truck broke loose. Was completely sideways. Bob Keselowski had to jump on the binders. But Compton was able to hang on. No contact there. But Bob Keselowski, definitely a scary moment for him. Let's recap the top ten for you. Bob Keselowski leads at lap 137 with Jay Sauter second. Jack Sprague is third. Kenny Irwin fourth. And Ken Schrader fifth. Rich Bickle is sixth. Chuck Bown is seventh. Randy Tolsma eighth. Ron Hornaday is ninth. Butch Miller round out the top ten. Field continuing to work under the green flag at lap number 138 of 200 for now. Bob Keselowski appearing to have a pretty good uh, handling truck underneath him. He's able to maintain about a two or three truck length lead on Jay Sauter. Though Jack Sprague has chopped the deficit. He has been in arrears of the front too as they've had to work themselves through some pretty heavy lap traffic. Sprague now closing in from behind off the corner. Keselowski still got some lap traffic to deal with. He finally got by the uh, Stacey Compton truck. Now falls in behind Joe Gata as Jay Sauter closes that even more. Keselowski comes off the corner, takes the outside lane around Gata. Now Sauter will clear Compton as the leaders snake through the lap traffic. Lap 140 on the board. 60 laps to go. The leaders shuffling in and amongst lap traffic off turn two. Keselowski gets free running room on the back straightaway. Finally, here is Jay Sauter making his move to the outside of Joe Gata. Now Sprague begins to close in even more. 45-year-old Bob Keselowski, the 1989 ARCA Series champion, trying to score his first NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series victory tonight. He has got 59 laps to go between himself and the checkered flag and about a three-truck-length lead on Jay Saunders. Back at Richmond International Raceway in Virginia, working the latter stages of the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Bob Keselowski continuing to march away from Jay Sauter. Sauter was ready to pounce a few moments ago, but in working lap traffic, Sauter has fallen off of Keselowski's back bumper by 1.3 seconds. Jack Sprague is still third. Kenny Irwin getting boxed in some lap traffic has fallen way back in fourth. And Rich Bickle round out the top five. Across the line now, Bob Keselowski will take the field back to turn one. Joe Moore, and I guess the battle for the second spot starting to heat up. Jay Sauter, Jack Sprague going at it with lap traffic on the backstretch. After Sauter lost contact with Bob Keselowski, yeah, Jack Sprague is definitely closed in on him. And now Sauter and Sprague are closed in on some slower traffic. 50 laps to go as the race leader Keselowski comes to the start-finish line. This time by Sauter and Sprague trying to make their way to the bottom side of Mike Wallace as uh, he has gone a lap down. And we are going to see the caution flag for debris in turn number three. The NASCAR spotter out in the corner reporting something just came from one of the trucks and is right smack in the middle of the racing groove in the corner. So caution at lap 151 will bunch the field tight together. And with 49 laps to go, some, uh, some who were just about to go a lap down get a reprieve by the yellow flag. This is the yellow flag that a lot of teams have been looking for. 
especially if you're Ron Hornaday. He had worked his way back to 18th. He is up to 8th. Also, Joe Ruttman now dropping back to 13th. As we've completed 151 of 200 laps, Bob Keselowski leads in the Virginias for Lovers. Back at Richmond International Raceway in Virginia, lap 154 going on the board as the field comes off of turn number four now. Getting the indication, one more lap, and we'll go back to green. Take a quick spin down to the leader's pit, see if we can get a word from Bob Keselowski's crew chief. 46 laps to go. What are they thinking? Well, we got Ron Keselowski here. Ron, what does Bob say about the truck? How's he like the truck? Can't hear you. How's Bob say everything's going out there? Everything's neutral on the truck. Uh, Was just hoping it stays that way. We got 40 laps to go, and that Mopar Dodge might be a winner. That's Ron Keselowski. Don't get to talk to him much right now. He's on the radio with Bob Keselowski trying to engineer a good start on this this restart. How about Jay Sauter? Does he have enough to get around Bob Keselowski, Jim Phillips? Well, they're pretty optimistic uh, down here. Let's ask Will Lynn. He's talking to his driver right now. He's got to tell him when to go, so we'll not... uh, talk to him right now. We'll talk to him in just a moment. 45 laps to go as pace truck heads for pit road. 45 to go when they cross the start finish line and get the green flag. Lap truck down to the inside of the race leaders Billy Pouch. And here we go as they come up through the gas. Green flag now up through the gearbox goes Keselowski. Sauter hangs right with him. They try to clear the lap traffic down to turn number one. For now the lap traffic hangs to the inside. Now they get around in the turn two. Front two trucks now set the pace off turn two and onto the back straight away. Keselowski there but he cannot shake. Jay Sauter he's right up on the rear deck turn three. Dodge and Chevrolet going for the lead here at Richmond. Now Sauter peeks to the inside. Nothing there. He looks outside. Nothing there. Kenny Irwin's found something. He peeks to the inside of Jack Sprague for third. That's a Ford and Chevrolet battle. Battling all throughout the corners. The top four swap for positions. Irwin and Sprague have been doing battle all this evening. Once again, they're going at it. Irwin goes so wide, he brushes off the outside retaining wall. Loose for a couple of spots and now a battle for the lead. Jay Sauter gets a run down to the inside of Bob Keselowski entering three powers his way through the corner. Comes off with the race lead at lap 157. Sauter out in front for the first time. Now Keselowski with his hands full trying to hang on to second. Jack Sprague's coming after him off turn number two. Looks to the inside. Swings around the outside lane. Now falls in behind as Jay Sauter drives away. Jay Sauter started 25th. He takes the lead at lap 157 and starts to pull away. Bob Keselowski in second. Jack Sprague third. Good battle for fourth. Kenny Irwin has the spot. Rich Bickle looking inside, outside, trying to take it away. Bickle knocking on the door, trying to get by. Kenny Irwin on the back straight away, closer to the front. Here's Sprague now going after Keselowski again in turn three. Sprague trying to find some running room, but does not quite have the handling to get up alongside going into the corner. Now flares out wide off the turn behind him. Rich Bickle looks down on the inside of Kenny Irwin, trying to get underneath there for fourth spot. None of those moves made as they go single file to two. Working their way off turn two onto this back straight away. Jay Sauter now beginning to stretch out his lead. He's got five truck links on Bob Keselowski. One driver who has equipment to make moves but can't make them is Rich Bickle. He runs fifth. He's trying to get around Kenny Irwin to take the fourth position. He's looked inside. He's looked outside. It looks obvious that he's quicker than Irwin. He just can't get by. He's on Irwin's back bumper in turn two. Irwin doing a good job of defensive driving at this stage of the race. Still holding off Rich Bickle as he tries every way possible to get by. Again, he fails and falls back in line. 
Tip the cap to young Barry Bodine, the 21, the uh, 20-year-old son of Jeff Bodine, the NASCAR Winston Cup driver. Barry qualifying fifth for this event tonight. Unfortunately, his hopes for a good finish are just about done. He's been on pit road for several laps. The hood up on the machine. It's uh, just now been re-secured, and he's being sent back out onto the racetrack. But for Barry Bodine, he has fallen now 10 laps down to the race leader, and the rest of this night is going to be about getting experience under his belt. Jay Sauter had scampered away from Bob Keselowski. That's not the case anymore. Keselowski and Sprague have caught the leader. Jay Sauter, they're in turn two. Keselowski putting the pressure on the race leader. Sauter has to go wide because of slower traffic. Just coming off the pit road was Barry Bodine. Leaders flashed by him as they approach him in turn three. It is Jay Sauter with Bob Keselowski right on his tailgate. Just one truck length back to Jack Sprague and 37 laps to go in the race. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the NASCAR Truck Network. You're listening to live coverage of the Virginia is for Lovers 200 from the Richmond International Raceway in Virginia. Closing in on the final stages of the event and a whale of a race for the lead going on. Jay Sauter took it away from Bob Keselowski a couple laps ago. Keselowski wants it back. They're on the back stretch. Putting the pressure on as they hit the back straight away. Keselowski is there. Inches off the rear deck of Jay Sauter. The battle for the lead had been spread out. Now you can take the front five trucks, front six trucks, put them nose to tail. Except for Bob Keselowski, he peeked to the inside of Sonner, ticking a shot at the lead. Can't make it happen. Now Jack Sprague is all over his rear bumper in turn two. Nose to tailgate, coming up off the turn. Here is Keselowski. Sees a little slip by Sonner. Tried to move to the outside, but Sonner holds him off again. Sauter using up all of the racetrack to shut off that running lane. They come off the corner. Now Keselowski looking down to the inside again. Lap 166 on the board. 34 to go. And Keselowski better make sure he doesn't slip. There's plenty of company lined up behind him. He knows with this stage any way he goes. The other guy behind him, which is Jack Spring, is going to go the opposite way and try to take advantage for now. No one steps out of line. Front six trucks nose to tail off the corner. Now Keselowski goes wide, tries to get up to Sauter's outside for the lead. Can't do it. He opens the inside lane for Jack Sprague. Sprague is there trying to squeeze down to the inside. They make contact in turn two. Keselowski, though, holds him off for now. He still has the second spot. Sprague falls in line in third. Right on his tailgate. You've got Kenny Irwin, then Rich Bickle, then Ken Schrader. Front six, all nose to tail for now, though. It is still Jay Sauter in command with 32 laps to go. 24 laps remain in the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Bob Keselowski has taken the lead back from Jay Sauter and is pulling away. Although Joe Moore, Jack Sprague has given Jay Sauter all he can handle for the second spot off turn two. Sprague's working on him hard. Trying to squeeze down on the inside and complete the pass before they get in turn three. Once again, though, Sauter a little bit quicker into turn three. Sauter able to hold him off for now for the runner-up position. It is Keselowski, Sauter, Sprague, Bickle, Irwin, and Schrader, the lead group. Here's Sprague with a good run down to the inside of Sauter for second as they go into the corner. Double Chevys going side-by-side. Sprague on the outside lane. Slips up the banking now. Sauter tries to come back. Dead even on the back straightaway. Sauter's going to retake the spot in turn three. Getting a bit physical here. There was contact between the two of those trucks, but that swap of position in the last lap has allowed Bob Keselowski to scamper away by 1.4 seconds. But the battle for second, a good one. Three trucks tied up in it. Sauter, Sprague, and Bickle in turn two. Knows the tailgate, hit 
in the back straight away. Sauter goes out to the outside, right up against the outside wall. Sprague dives down low, tries to pull up alongside. Can't make the pass. Back in single file they go. They will come off the corner, not single file for long. Sauter wiggles up off the turn. Here's Sprague down to the inside, trying to get the runner-up spot again. This time Bickle is there, going to try and fill the hole underneath Sauter if he can. Side by side coming into the turn. Couple of Chevrolets going at it. Jay Sauter looks to the inside, and Jack Sprague swings around to the outside to get the spot. We saw a bit about foxing there because when Sprague dove down to Sauter's inside, Sauter's truck went up the racetrack as if he were going to do a countermeasure back to Sprague's inside, but Sprague evidently slammed on the brakes and plugged that hole, so Sauter will get back in line in the third spot with Rich Bickle fourth, Kenny Irwin fifth, and old Kent Schrader sitting in sixth, just taking it all in. He's got the best seat in the house. 20 laps to go. Bob Keselowski leads. Jack Sprague again after Hay taking second from Jay Sauter, trying to track down Keselowski to see if he can get the lead. Schrader would probably argue with you there. He'd probably figure Keselowski's got the best seat in the house right now because he's in the one that's out in front as we close in in the final laps. 19 to go for Bob Keselowski. 25 victories in a long Arca Series career. That was capped by a 1989 championship. He came to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in its first year. To date, his best finish, a fifth, earned at Portland earlier this season in the spring of this year. Trying to do much better than that this evening. Trying to get his first win tonight in the Mopar Performance Dodge. Right now, Joe, pretty healthy advantage on second spot for Keselowski. He has stretched it out considerably. Again, that battling between Jay Sauter and Jack Sprague a few laps ago has allowed Bob Keselowski to move out in front. I'm sure he's calling in to his uh, brother's crew chief, Ron Keselowski, asking for the lap count, realizing it's coming to the close here, and looking back and seeing the margin he's got at the present time. Got to give him a little bit of comfort but he's closing in on the tail of the field. Got some slower trucks to deal with here shortly. Unscheduled pit stop for Tony Roper as he brings his truck to the pit lane. The hood goes up and the crew working on that machine. At lap 184, we have 16 to go. Bob Keselowski leads Jack Sprague, Jay Sauter, Rich Bickle, and Kenny Irwin. They are the top five with Ken Schrader as sixth, Chuck Bound as seventh, eighth is Mike Bliss, ninth Randy Tolsma, Butch Miller round out the top ten. Ten laps remain in the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Bob Keselowski's advantage continues to grow. His lead now, 2.7 seconds. He goes by Boris Sen in turn one. Joe Moore closing in on lap traffic seems to have his Dodge run on rails off the corner. Just picking his way ever so gently through some of the lap traffic, getting by Sen. Now closing in on Stacey Compton as it goes to turn three. Jack Sprague now the runner-up. Did make the move around Jay Sauter a few laps ago and has moved away from Sauter quite a bit. So it is Sprague now, the one that is trying to chase down the race leader, but he has a long way to go and a short time to get there as Keselowski works more lap traffic off to. Keselowski making it even more difficult for the second place man to close in on him by getting these lap trucks in between the heat and the second place truck. Getting by Stacy Compton. He closes in on three more just to head off turn four. Closest battle on the racetrack will be for the eighth spot. Chuck Bound has the position. Randy Tolsma having a good run tonight trying to take it away. Coming into turn three. Tolsma dives down to the inside. 
up against Chuck Bound. They make contact. Bound's truck slides wide, but he's able to hang on. But Tolsma will fall in. Those positions will not swap as they come off turn four. Here's the race leader, Bob Keselowski, now boxed in behind double wide traffic off the corner. He's got Brian Refter's machine on the tail end of the lead lap, trying to stay in front of the race leader in 16th position. Refner working on some lap traffic. Now Refner eases off the throttle, gives the leader room to his bottom side. A lot of heavy traffic for the race leader. Keselowski falls in line behind B.A. Wilson. There's three trucks just ahead, and again, two of those are side by side. Now Keselowski forced to go wide around the B.A. Wilson truck, closing in on Billy Pouch, Jimmy Hensley, and Ron Hornaday. Keselowski not pushing the issue, just letting those four trucks battle it out, but he's got to make a move soon because Jack Sprague is starting to close in. Here they come off turn number two, hitting the back straight away. Again, Keselowski waiting for Lane to open up. Now finally one does down to the inside of Ron Hornaday. Ron Hornaday gives way to the race leader as Keselowski moves around his inside. Now looks up to the outside of B.A. Wilson. Four laps to go. Four to go for Keselowski trying to get his first NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series win. He clears the Wilson truck in one. Couple of more lap machines ahead. Working off turn number two. He looks back nearly a half straightaway. The lead over second place Jack Sprague. Here's Keselowski now falling in behind more lap traffic. Billy Pouch just ahead. The good news for Bob Keselowski is the five lap trucks that he has just passed are ahead of second place Jack Sprague. Sprague now works down to the inside of Stacey Compton, while Bob Keselowski works freer and freer of lap traffic in turn two. Only has one more truck to get by, then he's really got clear sailing. Jimmy Hensley lies just ahead for the race leader. Jack Sprague still maneuvering through the lap traffic, a good distance behind. Bob Keselowski, Hensley, drops down to the inside, lets the leader to his outside. Now with two laps to go, two more trips around the racetrack for Bob Keselowski, separating him from victory lane. He's on his way off turn two and onto the backstretch. Here's the Dodge now, flashing up off turn number two, hits the back straightaway, finally some clear sailing, looking back, still nearly a half a straightaway back, and about four lap trucks separating him from Jack Sprague. At the flag stand, Chris Morgan waves the white flag. One lap to go for Bob Keselowski. He heads to turn one all by himself. No traffic behind him or in front of him. He's in turn two. This is the way you'd want your last lap to be. Clear sailing down the back stretch as Bob Keselowski takes the dodge to its first NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series win. While a good race behind him for fourth and fifth spot on goes between Rich Bickle and Kenny Irwin off the stripe to the checkered flag. In his 59th start, it is Bob Keselowski scoring win number one on the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. A three-second margin of victory over Jack Sprague, who finishes second tonight at Richmond. Jay Sauter finishes third, Kenny Irwin fourth, and Rich Bickle will come home in the fifth position, and for Keselowski and crew, a joyous victory lane celebration along Richmond's pit road. Well, Ron Keselowski, Ron, you won your first race. How does it feel? How does it feel, Ron? Right now they're talking to NASCAR officials. We're going to get to Ron. <laughs> well, a lot trying of happy to... people down there. <laughs> yeah, they're... Ron Keselowski, you just won your first race. How does it feel? Man, this is great. I didn't think we'd ever get back in Winter Circle again. That Mopar Dodge, I think it had a big coming motor in it today. That thing was running so good. I'll tell you what, a great job from uh, Bob Keselowski's crew. They just absolutely froze. They won and didn't believe they got the checkered flag. It's pandemonium down here. What's actually going on is the driver doesn't know where Victory Lane is. 
They are trying to relay instructions from NASCAR race control through the crew to the driver. In fact, one of the NASCAR officials along pit road just stuck the head in the window net, told Keselowski where victory <laughs> lane is. He does a flying donut and is headed back that way, and we'll talk with him there as we gear up our post-race coverage tonight here at the Richmond International Raceway. Bob Keselowski has won the Virginia is for Lovers 200. We'll get his thoughts along with Jack Spriggs, Jay Sauters, Kenny Irwins, and Rich Bickles. They are the top five here tonight. From the Richmond International National Raceway. This is the NASCAR Truck Network. NASCAR Today continues on the NASCAR Truck Network. Bob Keselowski has just climbed from his Mopar Dodge in Victory Lane. We'll get his thoughts in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with Jack Sprague, the runner-up in tonight's race. Jim Phillips? Well, Jack Sprague, when you're the points leader, the best thing to do is outrun the competition that's closest to you, and you did that. You started fourth and finished second. Well, that was a good run for the Quake State Chevrolet. The guys did a great job. We struggled all morning, and uh, they changed a bunch of stuff for qualifying, and it felt pretty good. And that's basically our practice we had was the two laps, and uh, the 29 was hooked up. I didn't have nothing for him, but I had the rest of them covered. So, hey, we got second. We got a bigger point lead. We'll go on to uh, Martinsville and see if we can't gain some more points. Did you make a lot of changes at halftime or stay basically what you had the first half? Uh, a little bit, not a whole lot. We just got too loose coming off the first half and it was too tight in the center and he actually fixed that but I still couldn't run with Bob. So second place tonight for Jack Sprague the Craftsman Truck Points Leader. And over to Larry Naston. Well Jay Sauter you finished third but the most impressive thing was you passed more people than anybody on the racetrack. I believe it's a total of 23 people you passed to come and get this third place finish. Well I'll tell you uh, the Richard Childers group gave me a great truck tonight. Uh, you know the GM Goodwrench boys uh, they do a great job for me and, and we just worked hard at it and got to the front. You were saying you were getting real loose. Yeah, the truck got real loose in the second half. Uh, Kazalowski had a great truck, and my hat is off to him tonight. Probably ran her a little hard, and pretty soon it got loose getting in and then got loose getting off. So we hung on tight and took the third. Great run for Jay Sauter. He finishes third. Jay Sauter started 25th, and he will finish in the third position. Meanwhile, Jim Phillips has waded into the mirth and merriment of victory lane, where Bob Kazalowski stands. Well, Bob, 59 starts, and it finally happens. Congratulations on your win. Thanks, Dennis. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, it finally did. Boy, you know, and of all places here, I really wasn't uh, coming into this place expecting to do like we did. You know, I was hoping for a top 10, and, you know, we're still we're still searching for horsepower. We got some new parts in the works, and we got ourselves a little bit in the slump saying, oh, you know, our new parts ain't ready. Woe was me. But then turn around, come here, and... Uh, they legalized a new engine for this race, and we didn't have one, so we counted ourselves down again, and, and it's amazing. I turned around and just went great. The engine ran great. It wasn't the probably most powerful engine out there, but it had adequate power, and we got the chassis really dialed in. Thanks to Hank Cleveland here. Um, first race uh, aboard with Hank uh, he, as a chassis as, uh, you know, consultant, and here we are in Victory Circle, so there's got to be something there. Tell us about the first part of the race now. You, you got up there where you needed to be. Did you make any changes uh, at the halftime, or did you leave it just like it was? Very little at the half. We were uh, concerned about getting too carried away on the changes, and uh, Jimmy Spencer happened by, and he looked at the tires, and he made a couple of little recommendations on the uh, air pressure, just like half pounds, and a little bit of camera on the right front, and, boy, it just I don't know if it was any faster, but it just never slowed down. It just stayed the same pace all day. It looks like that they had you on the short runs, though, that your truck needed the long runs to make it happen. It needed a longer run. I'm terrible on restarts, and, boy, I just... I wasn't counting anything. With two, with five laps to go, I figured, well, yellow's going to come here. Any minute. There ain't no way I'm going to get a bad restart, and that'll be it. But 
Actually, I wouldn't even look up to count the laps down because I didn't want to know. <laughs> and I just wrote it out, and finally I seen that white flag. And, well, they won't throw a yellow now. I'm home free. <laughs> That's the only time I counted it. After we went this long, did you feel like this win was never going to happen? You won a lot in ARCA races. I mean, you won a yeah, lot of championships. Yeah, we did. We won a lot in ARCA, won a lot in local uh, late model racing, and uh, really come to the truck series with high expectations. But, you know, we were in a hole. We are in a pretty serious hole with the lack of sponsorship first year. Last year, our sponsorship improved, but still not enough. Then this year, we did it. The dream come true. We got Chrysler Corporation behind us. They gave it adequate funding, but we're still not winning. So... Now I'm starting to really worry, and boy, I needed this win bad. But this uh, hopefully will guarantee that they'll have me back again next year. And, you know, things are just coming our way. We got the big haulers, we got the crews in the shop, and, you know, I don't want to lose it now. It took me 40 some years to get to this point. So this is great. This is great. I'll guarantee. Congratulations to Bob Keslowski wins the Virginia for Lovers 200 here at Richmond. And a great win for Bob, who took over the lead just a couple laps after the halftime break. Led uh, almost the entire second half of the event. Gave it up for about 14 laps or so to Jay Sauter. But it is Keselowski in victory lane scoring the win tonight. There was a photo finish for fourth and fifth positions. The camera shows that Rich Bickle edged Kenny Irwin at the stripe for the fourth spot. Let's go back downstairs, see if we can get a word with those couple drivers. Well, we can't get a word with Rich Bickle. Great night for Wisconsin, third and fourth, and you ran pretty strong all night, Mr. Bickle. Yeah, we had a pretty good night, the old diehard Chevrolet. Uh, you know, them guys up front, Bob, i got to thank Bob, or thank Bob, because I say congratulations to Bob Keselowski. He's been at this a lot of years, and I know this is probably one of his biggest nights, but... Uh, you know, we had a decent night. We just had to do a little work here and do a little work there and get this thing run a little bit better. But, uh, you know, we're back in the top five where we belong, and you know, I'm pretty happy with that. You seem like all your injuries now are just a thing of the past. You seem to be very aggressive tonight. Well, you know, when you get halfway healed up, the old horns start growing a little bit, you know. And, and uh, by the end, we got three and a half weeks off when we get ready to go to Martinsville. We'll have this old diehard Chevrolet humming. Well, congratulations on a good run. Thanks. Rich Pickle comes home in spot number four today. Coming home in spot five is Kenny Irwin. Jim Phillips is with him. Well, I just told him, I said, I think you're hung on fifth. <laughs> First half you were fifth. You finished up fifth, Kenny. How was the second half of your run? It was good. Um, I mean, we just just kind of wore out the right rear again. Uh, it was better than the first half. This Ray Bessis Ford run good all night. Uh, the guys did a great job. And uh, I'm just looking forward to the rest of the weekend now. Well, it looked like at the start of the second half, though, you had something for them, and then it kind of just faded on you. Well, I- I just I didn't want to wear out the right rear tire, so I, I kind of run uh, behind Schrader for a while, and then they kind of checked out, so I thought I better get going. And I mean, the yellow worked out good. It just We just didn't quite have it. Um, that Dodge run good tonight. I'll guarantee you. Fifth place tonight for Kenny Irwin. And Kenny uh, referring to his efforts to try and qualify for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series race, which will begin tomorrow when practice and qualifying gets underway for Saturday night's Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. Talk more about that as well as tomorrow night's NASCAR Bush Series race. When we come back, also coming up, the full field finishing order from tonight's Virginia is for Lovers 200. Saturday, September 27th, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Racing from the Martinsville Speedway. Live coverage of the Haynes 250 begins at 12.45 Eastern on the NASCAR Truck Network. Post-race awards being handed out. First of those is the Featherlight Trailers Long Haul Award going to race winner Bob Keselowski. Picks up $1,000 from the folks at Featherlight. Also, $1,000 goes to Ken Schrader. He was the leader at lap 101. And he picked up the Gatorade Front Runner Award. $1,000 will go into the checkbook of Ken Schrader. 
Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR, handing that out at the halfway point. Coming up, we'll give you the full field rundown from the Virginias for Lovers 200. Also track down Ken Schrader and Ron Hornaday, get their thoughts on tonight's race. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is the NASCAR Truck Network. Back at Richmond International Raceway, post-race activities winding down on the pit lane. Bob Keselowski has won the Virginia Is for Lovers 200. Driver starting on the bush pole tonight having a, I guess, a lot of rough problems was Ron Hornaday. He didn't stay on the bush pole for long. As a matter of fact, he finished 16th tonight. Larry Naston has caught up with the driver from Palmdale, California. Well, Ron Hornaday in the first half uh, seemed like he had to make a lot of changes at the break. Right after you made the changes, the truck ran real well. What happened after that? Well, I'll tell you what, as many changes we made on that Napa Chevrolet, that thing should have been tight. But uh, we just ran the tires off. It got loose, but uh, that's part of the racing. I'll tell you what, uh, Richmond's been a great track to us. Uh, but to come back and, and ran like we did, or I should say run like we did, and uh, put on a show, that's all you can ask for. You did a great job, and we'll see you again in Martinsville. I sure hope so. But, that, that you know, I just got to congratulate the old Dodge again. I'll tell you what, he done a heck of a job for his first win, and uh, my hat's off to it. And I just got to say hi to Dave Rosendez and hope his uh, spirits are up. His mom passed away, and our, our thoughts are with him. It's good to sportsman Ron Hornaday commenting on Bob Keselowski and, of course, everybody's thoughts with Dave Rosendez this weekend. Ron Hornaday took the Napa Chevrolet to 16th position. Ron referencing the passing of Gladys Rosendez, who uh, succumbed to cancer after a long fight on Monday of this week. Funeral service is scheduled tomorrow, and we uh, send our thoughts and prayers as well to Dave Rosendez in uh, his time of sorrow. Let's go back to the garage and to Jim Phillips. Well, Kenny Schrader, it looked as though that this could be your night, and then what happened? Well, we just didn't adjust up right. Uh, I thought we might be in trouble. We were leading halfway there because, you know, you're, you're leading and you're getting away from them. You want to adjust up a little bit. You don't want to go crazy. And uh, it's kind of like hitting lap traffic when you're running second. You know, it's a little bit of an advantage because you can see what's going on. And uh, we just didn't adjust up right. And uh, we probably got a little bit worse and everybody else got a little bit better. And we wound up quite a bit farther back. <laughs> what happened to the truck? Was it getting tight or get uh, loose here tonight? Uh, it was started out, it got real loose, and then I really was laying on the right front trying to keep it straight and wore the right front off it too. So then we were just kind of out of tires, but uh, Goodyear did bring an awful good tire. Uh, it, I mean, to run these things 100, 100 laps here, it did real good. How about this track with the new sealer on it? They, the Sawyers, I mean, like everything else they did, they do. Uh, like they do here, they did an excellent job, and uh, they got a good sealer on there that uh, made the track faster and uh, you know, we're going to have two grooves, and it'll just be good racing. Like it always is here at Richmond, that's Kenny Schrader. Kenny Schrader comes home in the sixth position tonight. He had a good run early on, but will fall in back behind Kenny Irwin, who finishes fifth. Irwin, the Centos rookie of the race, picking up $750. Kenny Irwin getting that honor by finishing in the fifth position. Now the finishing order from tonight's Virginia is for Lovers 200. The winner was Bob Keselowski. Jack Sprague finished second. Jay Sauter third. Rich Bickle fourth. And Kenny Irwin fifth. Ken Schrader ended up sixth. Mike Bliss seventh. Chuck Bowne eighth. Randy Tolsman ninth. And Butch Miller tenth. Eleventh went to Rick Corelli. Twelfth was Joe Rutman. Jimmy Hensley was the first truck a lap down. He finished 13th with B.A. Wilson 14th and Brian Refner 15th. 16th was Ron Hornaday. Two laps down was Boris Said in 17th. Stacy Compton in 18th and Mike Wallace in 19th. Three laps down in 20th was Billy Pouch. Also Joe Gata finishing 21st. Three laps down. Four laps down was Tony Raines in 22nd. Five or more laps down included Wayne Grubb in 23rd, Brad Teague in 24th, and Barry Bodine in 25th.
26th and out of the race was Randy Renfro. 27th, Tony Roper. 28th was Jerry Marquis. 29th, Scott Walters. Tammy Joe Kirk finished 30th with 31st, Kelly Denton. 32nd, Kirk Shelverdine. 33rd, Jeff Green. 34th, Rick Crawford. 35th was Toby Butler. And Ernie Irvin finished dead last on the field. He was 36th. Bob Keselowski led the most laps in the event. 83 of the 200 circuits around. Five drivers changing the lead five times. 26 of the 36 starters on the speedway at the end of the event. And only four caution flags slowing the race for 13 laps. Time of the event, 1 hour, 38 minutes, and 41 seconds. Championship standings unofficially. It will be Jack Sprague gaining 10 points in the event tonight. He will be up on Rich Bickle by 95 points. And at the conclusion of tonight's events, that will leave us six races to go in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series season. Back to talk about tomorrow night's NASCAR Bush Series event and tomorrow's NASCAR Winston Cup Series Bush Pole qualifying in a minute. Back at Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia, closing the books on the Virginia is for Lovers 200. In case you're just joining us, Bob Kazalowski took the checkered flag and his first ever NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series win. And with this said, Alan, we now shift our focus towards tomorrow night's NASCAR Bush Series event, the Autolite 250. Bush pole qualifying held for that event late this afternoon. Michael Waltrip, the fastest man in the Band-Aid Ford, he will lead the field of the green flag tomorrow. Steve Park will start on the outside of the front row. Dick Trickle, Mike Dillon, Jimmy Spencer, Dennis Setzer, Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, who was subbing for Tony Stewart in qualifying today. Randy LaJoy and Todd Bodine filled out the top ten qualifiers. Another round of time trials tomorrow to fill out that field. And that event at 7.15 Eastern Time, the Auto Light 250 here on, uh, or on Motor Racing Network tomorrow night. And also tomorrow, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series teams check in for Bush Pole qualifying. And I guess the story of the day in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series was that uh, doctors did give Dale Earnhardt his release. And he is cleared to climb back into the GM Goodwrench Chevrolet tomorrow when practice opens here at Richmond. Dr. Charles Branch, Jr. of the Department of Neurosurgery at Bowman Gray Medical Center in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, reviewing all the results of all the four days of testing and evaluations that Earnhardt has undergone since uh, his problem at Darlington last Sunday signing off saying Dale is fit to get back in a race car and he will be uh, behind the wheel of his machine when practice opens tomorrow morning. Bush pole qualifying 5.30 Eastern time tomorrow afternoon for the NASCAR Winston Cup teams here at Richmond. Other events on the weekend racing calendar. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series going into action at St. Augustine Speedway. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series taking the green flag 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's at the St. John's County Motorsports Complex in Florida. Then up the road in Thompson, Connecticut at Thompson International Speedway. It's the Thompson 300 for the NASCAR Bush North Series Grand National Division. That's Sunday, September the 7th. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, a lot of NASCAR racing taking place around your part of the country. NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series now gets two weekends off. The next time they will be on the track will be at Martinsville, Virginia on Saturday, September the 27th. They will roll into Clay Earl's beautiful facility for the Haynes 250. Tickets are on sale now. You can hear live coverage on the NASCAR Truck Network beginning at 1245 Eastern. That's Saturday, September the 27th at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. From there, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series heads out to Sears Point International Raceway in Sonoma County. California on October the 5th. It's the Craig and Exide 151. Then on October the 12th at Mesa Marin Raceway in Bakersfield, California. Other stops include October 18th California Speedway in Fontana, California. On November the 1st, the trucks go to Phoenix International Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona, and they will close their season November the 9th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
like to thank the voices you heard on the broadcast tonight. Joe Moore was on the backstretch for us, pinning garage coverage from Jim Phillips and Larry Nastin, and for Alan Bestwick. I congratulate, we all congratulate, Bob Keselowski. A great run for him tonight, winning the Virginia is for Lovers 200. We will talk to you in two weeks from Martinsville, Virginia. Until then, good night from Richmond, Virginia. The NASCAR Truck Network. Coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series has come to you from the Richmond International Raceway and sponsored by Braybestus Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. By Chevrolet Trucks, the most dependable, longest-lasting trucks on the road. By Wagner Brake and the ThermoQuiet LT, the only brake pad specially designed for light trucks. ThermoQuiet LT, built to stop a truck. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? By Quaker State, the quality your car deserves. By Federated Auto Parts Stores, professional advice, brand name parts. By Champion Truck Plug and Champion Truck Wire, designed for the same reasons you bought your truck, sport utility, or family van. And by NASCAR Filters, licensed by NASCAR, made by Wix. The executive producer of the NASCAR Truck Network is John McMullen. Assistant General Manager Mark Williams. Chief Engineer Harry Howard. Broadcast Engineer Manager Cameron Smith. Marketing Services, Stephanie Ellis. Broadcast Coordinator, Sandy Good. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello and Peter DiGiorgio. Remote Operations, David Brandt. Production Assistants, Michelle Tomlinson and Robin Vandegraaff. This is Bob Mitchell. This broadcast was a production of the NASCAR Truck Network, a division of MRN Radio. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.